Grind Time with Darren McCarty is brought to you by our brothers at the Detroit Cast. The Detroit Cast is a daily news talk and entertainment podcast hosted by Mike Walters, Jay, and Eric, or Biggie, or Jesus. Check out the DetroitCast.com, iTunes, or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. He's an author and a rock star. He's reached highs that most can only dream of. He's also hit lows you wouldn't wish on your worst enemy. And now he's ready to share that journey and that truth with you on Grind Time with Darren McCarty. Please welcome your host, number 25, Darren McCarty. When you haven't won a Stanley Cup for 40 years, I don't care how much talent you may or may not have, you're an underdog. The team I took over in 1982 was in the Detroit River, quite frankly. I don't mean to be rude or anything, but you don't have any kind of a hockey club. I knew that there were good players in Russia. The problem was there was an iron curtain. There's no book, you know, you couldn't go anywhere and say, okay, how do you get a guy to defect? I knew one guy that spoke Russian. I get to Helsinki and I notice a guy, I'm convinced he was their KGB guy. Literally, we're making it up as we went along. I said, Sergey, this money's yours if you leave now. It was interesting for me. It was like a little bit exciting. My home phone rings, and it's some guy from the State Department. Do you know the whereabouts of Sergey Fedorov? To which I basically said, yes. Very quickly, you're like, hey, this guy's pretty good, <laughs> you know? One of the most talented players I ever saw in my life. Scotty Bowman knew one thing, that the Russian game is played in five-man units. First time in NHL history, five Russian guys playing in the same unit. I said, let's go. They played a different style. It was keep away. I mean, literally, they would play keep away. No way! What is this, hockey night in Canada or hockey night in Russia? Hasta la vista, baby. People questioned Scotty Bowman. They questioned if we could get it done. They're coming over. They're going to have to play the Canadian way. They're going to have to toughen up. <laughs> it's way beyond hockey. American, Canadian, Swedish, Russian. They're all Red Wings! None of this matters unless we win. Like I told you, folks, yes, here this February 20th, this Wednesday night, I am honored and privileged to have the director and producer from the upcoming release, uh, March 22nd, happy to say, of the Russian Five movie, director Josh Real and uh, executive producer Jenny Federovich. Jenny and Josh, how are you guys? I haven't seen you in a while. No, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm Doing good. How are you, Jenny? Amazing. Amazing. Thank you for having yeah. us. It's no. like so great here. to be here. Well, thank you very much for coming and talking to me first. Obviously, uh, this has been quite a quite a ride since uh, with the premiere back in April for the Free Press Film Festival that uh, I attended. Vladdy was at. People remember at the Fillmore. Um, Talk to us a little bit uh, about uh, since April where people heard that this had gone and you did a bunch of film festivals. Update the people um, and the fans because this is uh, this is huge and we'll talk, uh, I'll tell my feelings about it because I've seen it a couple of times, but give people a little update from April and uh, what we're into now. Well, from April, uh, we played the Seattle International Film Festival in May and, you know, out of 50 documentaries, we're top five audience voting, so we... It, we didn't know how we would, 
be responded to outside of Michigan, but it turns out, you know, you don't have to be a Michigan. Now, what did you hear? Let's, let's, so back then, so this was, what month was this? This was May. So this is in May, after obviously you had the homecoming, and I know I'm traveling around doing my slapstick comedy tour around Michigan and telling stories, and obviously uh, I'm played at Julius Arena. I know what it's like to be a homer, but when you go on the road to see how it was, what was the response? Because was it on a, uh, that you said five out of, 50 yeah. which is you know top 10 yeah. percent uh, but what was the response why did the people like it because seattle's not really a hockey community you know it, they just they took to the story um there's there is a growing hockey community uh they're gonna have a team so there was a bit of that but you have a lot of people from the midwest who've moved out there and just people who kind of heard about it heard good word came out my favorite uh thing that i overheard was these two little old ladies leaving the theater and um, the other producer, Steve, and I were walking behind them. And first one's like, what'd you think? And the other one's like, I don't know anything about hockey, but I really liked it. And the other one's like, me too. I'm a fan now. You know, so it was like really heartwarming to know that you could reach these people who and, don't know anything about the Red Wings. And why do you think that is, Josh? Because why Why do you think that is for people who don't, who are listening out there on Grind Time with Darren McCarty, with director Josh Real and uh, Jenny Fedorovich, uh, of the producer for the Russian Five movie coming out, debuting Imagine Theaters um, in Michigan, uh, March 22nd. So why is that? For some, for the non-hockey, why would these old, why would these women say that about this film? I think the story itself is a universal human story. Uh, you know, the struggle for better lives and then coming together for a goal. Um, what, obviously what happened with Flatty and overcoming all that, there's this heartwarming human element to it that i think people really resonate to um yeah i, I mean we saw the same thing basically everywhere we went remember windsor uh you know we were picked the best film out of the entire festival how many films uh there was a lot i didn't even I love know. That. yeah i mean it, it was so well received everywhere we went and and to the places where we would never imagine obviously when traverse city we won the audience choice award I mean, it's still a home, a home state for but you us. Still, what wins a win? I, you know, we sold out the Joe Louis Arena for years and years and years. Just to sell it out, you got to play well. We, I mean, we sold out everything everywhere we went. And meanwhile, you know, our fans, people think it's so easy to distribute the movie, and <laughs> and they keep yelling at us on Facebook, and they keep saying, well, "Why is this not out yet? When is this going to be out? If I don't see it, I'm going to come over your house and kill you." That's how bad it's getting. <laughs> and we're now like, let me, okay. "Wait, wait, can I? Can I? Are the, these aren't. These mustn't be Canadian. Are these your Russian uh, relatives, or are these? Uh, <laughs> you know, like uh, Russian people know better than to yell at, at people on Facebook. Okay, they would actually not yell. They would come over and kill you if they meant it. No, it's just it's 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 fans have been growing very impatient and we get it but I, I don't think people realize what it takes to get such well, a then tell, tell, the you know, tell us like first I think let's go let's take a step back because the relationship between the two of you mm. obviously uh, Jenny you're Russian and Josh you're from Port Huron mm -hmm. um, but how did the project uh, go between you guys just to refresh fans memories about how this all came apart almost like seven years ago yeah, so, you know, I started it by myself seven years ago in Austin. A um, whole bunch of things happened. Flash forward um, to about 2015, uh, I had had the Russians agree to do the movie, but I didn't have any money. I packed everything I owned up and moved back to Michigan, to Detroit. And a couple of friends of mine, uh, Chris Rossick and Rob Kosina, who ended up co-producing the film with us through Get Super Rad, had been working with Jenny, and they were like, dude, 
I know this person who that she's awesome. She produces. She's Russian. Uh, you should meet. And so I, I love this story, Jenny. Because can you tell everybody when Josh came to you? Because and anybody who knows you, and I've known you over the past year and a half or so, but. So you get a call, but it's a real story. So and by that's, the way, that's that's why I love that's why I love it. <laughs> and by the way, this is my Russian Detroit accent, not just the Russian accent. I've oh. lived here for almost thirty years, so I think What's yeah, it's a blend that makes me double scary. Is what I tell people, you know, because people are always scared of people from Detroit, and then you say, "But I'm also Russian." It becomes really scary. Yeah, but I know that for a fact. Why to be scared? Because I've been around. <laughs> uh, you got, I, I love you, but it's 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 but it's. I don't uh, know. We talk People about that. But the Russian. <laughs> so you got the Detroit Russian. So you got the double intimidation. Yes, yeah, since we're on a podcast and people can't see, I'm actually not scary at all. So this is just my Russian Detroit accent. So the story of how <laughs> the story of how I met Josh. I know you like the story. So I was sitting in my office and I had a million things happening. I literally a million things and that day that morning I said to myself I cannot put another project on my plate no matter what I'm not doing anything else I'm concentrating what I have so I get a call from uh, from Get Super Red guys Chris and Rob they had worked for me before they said there's this guy there's this movie The Russian Five you have to meet him I was like oh shit really okay fine I'll meet him so Josh comes a really nice American boy you know he's <laughs> soft spoken he starts pitching me the project and I'm like Fuck. <laughs> this is just too good to pass on. I cannot. I what can I do? What can I said I'm not going to do it. So I looked at Josh and I said I will tell you one thing. I'm going to go to one person only and one person. It's very hard to raise money in film. Extremely difficult. And if he gives us the money, this is meant to be and no matter what, no matter what we're going to face, we're doing this unequivocally. It has to happen because to be able to tell the story of, and solidify the legacy of all of you guys, and especially those guys in this story, we have to do it. So I went to Dan Milstein. Yeah. Uh, Dan is an agent for Pavel Datsyuk, and now he also reps quite a few other guys. At that point, he was only Pavel's so agent. What, what what year was this? A jo- that this was was this three years? Uh, this ago? was fifteen. Yeah, yeah that was uh, that was late twenty fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I want people just to keep that yeah, in their mi- in their mind because this is coming up to four years ago. So this is whereas people when when you explain about how everything gets the into progression and also too i want people because the one thing a grind time with darren mccurry the one thing i want that i have learned and i try to tell people it's self-awareness and hard work and the self-awareness like you take why i love that story you tell me is because you told yourself in the morning and i don't know how many times that right away because because my god or whatever like that is is will challenge you to your word Mm -hmm. to my word he will challenge me to my word if i say something to that extent to see where you have because I guess um, the point is, is you never know when, um, when miracles, amazing things, yeah. uh, projects like this, because now we're on the back end and all that. Right. It's it's almost like you're going through the Stanley Cup Finals or the celebration almost. Now it's a celebration and see how many people you can get it to because you've gone through the Stanley Cup playoffs like oh, we yeah. did, oh, and yeah. <laughs> and because I realized. And I've seen it twice, and you've seen it how many times? I, I, I've lost okay, count. So I realized <laughs> to myself, it's like, wow, two things. We won because we loved each other, and, and we would do anything for anybody 
to a man beside each other. And two, holy shit, it wasn't as easy as I thought it was. It was hard. It was hard to a man. I tell that to the fans, too, because we lived it through everybody. So for you guys, I'd be interested for each of you because you've seen it. Uh, uh, you know, as many times as golf golfers practice, or you know, before a round. Right. What have you What have you learned? Have you learned anything? Because it's been such a. Yes, you know what's the biggest lesson I will tell you, and I like the fact that you're very deep, and I like the fact that you know you talk about self awareness because you're absolutely right. You have to be open. I think the message is you have to be open to what life brings, and you have to be able to pivot. And even though you tell something to yourself, when something comes into your life, you have to be open. You can say, yes, I said that. However, oh, my God, I would be so stupid not to walk down that road right now, especially if I'm getting a message from somebody that I am going down that road. Now, Uh, where did you grow up? I grew up in Moscow. So you grew up in Moscow. Yeah, I grew up in in, Moscow. Right in the 80s, 70s? I was born in 75, so I grew up in... I Actually, I grew up in the Soviet Union. It wasn't even Russia. It was behind the Iron Curtain. So, you know, and and, yeah, grind time with Darren McCarty. We will get deep because this is very important because this is like... So we're two people here that I grew up in Canada. I was born in 72, right, which was very different. Um, but, But again, I have experienced so much with Russian people that Canadians are a lot alike in a lot of ways. Um, but the fact that, so if you say that to me that you learned through everything to get to where we are now to have this conversation here and I got to the same spot, I we're, learned, then we're I, more alike than not. And this is what, and to, and to me, and this is why I don't care if you like hockey or not, you have to see this movie. You have to see the Russian Five movie for for that reason and all. The way that the world today, they tell me on TV and whatever else, that's not my world. This is my world. Go see the Russian Five because this is my world and continue it. Yeah, I'll tell you what I learned just quickly. And I'll let Josh, because I know this dawned on me actually actually today. Um, I've learned to never be able to give up to get to where we're going. And the most important thing, because we've had a lot of challenges making this film, that we as a team are not willing to sacrifice our moral compass and what we believe in, which I think is very much like the story of you guys. You never give up, you go into where you're going, but you're not gonna sacrifice who you are. So this is exactly what I learned. And, and, and along that line is what I always say, if your intentions are pure, and you have to have that faith that you're going along. And when it's with a team, it's exactly right. The, the, why this is so successful and you guys captured, in my opinion, the feel, the vibe that, that every is because you do the same thing. And it's no different people because you watch and you see that. Well, it's just communication. Is that, you know, Josh, I want you to answer what have you learned the most watching this all the time or the journey along the way? What is your takeaway? Uh, there's so many things. There I mean, are, but what would so you, many. so what would you take away? What would you tell yourself? Like if you could talk to yourself at the beginning of your project right, right now, right. And, I, and obviously I know it would be don't give up and it's right, going to work right. out and all this, but what is that thing that you need to hear seven years ago or three years ago or at the toughest time because the toughest time is probably not the beginning no 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 the toughest time has been every moment since the beginning right <laughs> but what would you tell yourself you know keep going yeah obviously yeah, all that's... that um but you know trust your team i think find the right people to work with uh don't try to rush it i think part of some of the issues that we you know ran into were just 
our inexperience and us trying to, you know, meet these high lofty goals that we had for ourselves and just thinking, hey, you know, we can do this. And reality saying, (laughs) slow down a little bit, you know. Um, And that's not, and would you say where you're at right now? Because obviously when you're gung-ho and things are going fast forward and you mm. think you can hit that, but to have to, is this, do you look at it as as a blessing now because you've learned? Yeah. uh, Because what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing is 95, 95 uh, New Jersey Devils. Mm -hmm. If we don't lose, we don't win, you know, back to back and whatever, because like you said, the inexperience, mm-hmm. you know, where it transcends. Right. So, because right now is where you're going to go win. Right. Right? Right. You know, the other thing that I, I think I learned, and I had a really interesting experience in Traverse City, uh, where, you know, was it like Saturday night, we win the audience award, and it's a big party and celebration, and then the next morning, I'm waiting for the uh, festival driver to take me to the festival lounge to drop off some posters and they're like well we're waiting for another guest you're going to carpool with them and so it turned out that that guest was stanley kubrick's long time assistant like right hand man leon vitale and there was a documentary about him in the festival yeah so the next thing i know i'm in the back seat of this cab or the you know uber whatever it is with leon vitale like kubrick's long time assistant and the director of that documentary that's and on Netflix now. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. And so, and I have a poster with me because I have to go drop these off. And the driver was like, "Hey, congratulations on the win last night!" Because they had seen the movie and they were really excited. And so that sparked Liam Vitali's interest. And so we start talking, and he takes an interest in the film. And so I got a moment to be like, you know, okay, you spent your entire life with Stanley Kubrick, absorbed as much from him as anyone else. Like, if you could have one piece of advice that you would give me like in this moment what would it be oh my god and he kind of was like gets quiet for a second and he looks at me and goes fuck your ego something i learned from stan is like fuck your ego your pride means nothing yeah people are going to try to take it from you they're going to shit on it they're going to you know everything you can do but at the end of the day it's you know your perseverance do you keep going and do you stand by your honor you know because your ego means nothing wow and this, after all Absolutely. these things that Jenny and I had gone through in the production, and then, you know, the highs and the lows, you know, we just won a, an award at a pretty prestigious film festival. And in that moment, it was like, okay, yeah, this is you're where I'm in the right place. You know, so right what now. is the, you know, because I want to ask you about the distribution and stuff, and, you know, so you can tell everybody why, but, you know, like getting, because you know, so people want to see it, right? You know, you know you have something. You know, it's it's sort of like it would be an athlete that just he knows he's good enough, but he can't get on because of politics or contract or something like that. Not just the hurdles, because obviously it's always usually about money or who or greed or, you know, just, uh, somebody not, you know, that agreement, that dirty side of, you know, life or whatever else. But, you know, was there... Was there is there one thing that's more frustrating than the other, or is there something that you could do differently? 
I don't think there's something we could have done differently. I mean, first of all, things take time. Mm -hmm. And in this business in particular, there are certain time frames, okay? Festivals play in certain time frames. You have to be in certain festivals. Um, I there's would be, seasons. Uh, there are seasons. Yeah. So okay? are you hitting your time frame for when you wanted the movie release? Oh, I wish it was out three years ago. Okay, but no, no, <laughs> but, I'm, but, yes, but, I, yes. but I'm saying as far as because the, the – but the, the festival awards just came – through the last season, correct? Yes. So, so it's the within. Festival, so yeah, the festival awards came in after we premiered in Detroit, but right. there were certain festivals. Okay, there's such thing as you are in the business, right? And there's just like there's, any business. Just like any business, there's politics. There are certain festivals that are really high end, and I'm sure that in some of them they looked at us and they said, "Oh, that's cute. That's a hockey movie from Detroit." And I would be lying to say if they didn't say that. I know they said that. And you know what? Who laughs the last? The people who are about to blow up the box office. Right. And that's all I want to see. I want to see this box office blow up so the same people will turn around and go, oh, wow, who just so, blew up the box office? Okay, yeah, so this is awesome. important it's to like me because, happen too. because I know that, no. Thank and you. you know what? Why else do we need to blow up the box office? Because there's a very big point that people out there need to understand because as the money goes around somebody they might want to know might have a certain have a little bit of a stake in that you want to talk about talk about that because i think that people want to hear this and and um you know i mean i, I don't want to blurt it out but well, go I, ahead i mean i want you to crack yeah. it out but so i think everybody me, has, knows what i'm talking about but would you please tell <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. ride time with darren mccarty fans why this is important and why they can share this they can go to imagine slash they can go to russian five no i know yeah. i was getting to that one but oh, okay. i'm sorry i'm sorry buddy russian five.com to get the tickets but here, yeah, this, you know, this is why right here for me the reason i wanted to make this movie was because of what vladimir konstantinov went through you know not just the accident but his his recovery and his perseverance because yours is along the same yeah, lines because yeah. you had a tragic uh, uh, bad accident that I spent 6 years recovering from three surgeries and you know you know car accidents so God. part of you know what we wanted to do and, and are going to do is give back to Vladdy you know he's things in his life you know he still needs money for you know yeah, so do you hear that out there, guys? I didn't know if you knew this or not, but, uh, you know, proceeds. Nobody knew this. Nobody, you nobody were, knew this is the first time. This is the first time. Thank you for sharing it. Yeah, we're this sharing is the cry. So. And this is, this is the big news that I w was talking about. And um, I think anybody out there who went through and, um, you know, there's different ways. Last week we had uh, uh, the Michigan Warriors, who are the uh, veterans that that play hockey, that were uh, that are uh, part of the alumni now. Uh, Yep. Brotherhood of the Alumni, but also, too, with Grind Time with Darren McCarty. We're helping them uh, um, equipment and, you know, be, being a part with them. So if people want to help out by donating equipment or seeing how they can get involved with them because of maybe a connection with soldiers, well, maybe this one because they have a connection with Vladdy. Go see the movie just on that yeah, accord. That, well, that just seals the deal. Or, or share, you know, like <laughs> yeah. share share, uh, yeah, for sure. share the fact that people, because I guarantee, because this movie is, it's worldly. It, it, it hit everybody, uh, you know, from, from every country because it's hum a humanitarian movie. You know, it's a, it really, it really is with with some unbelievable, great, great 
yeah. movie making. I tell like, you what's really cool about this movie, and it seems to be sort of a part of uh, successful documentary making these days, is a turn. There's a turn. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got a yeah, turn. Yeah. Icarus had a badass turn. Like right. You guys have a powerful turn in that... We all sat down for a hockey movie. We grew up. We're like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I grew up. What's he going to show me? I, grew, right, right. I lived this. What, what could Josh possibly be showing me? And you guys had a turn with the Iron Curtain, right. CIA, right, right, the espionage. Right. And I, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. I had no idea. I don't think everybody had the idea about, uh, but the, but the State how Department was I always, involved. In right. The state, <laughs> but but talk about you saw in the preview. But talk about because you used some. I I thought it was brilliant. I'm a big. Like Frank Miller, Sin City, but the cartoon. And I think the way that that oh, that also goes into because that sort of touch puts it like it it took it back. It mm. sort of like iron curtained it. It sort of gave it that feel and the way that it was done. Can you explain um, well, uh, that process or who, how that came about? Or was that always yeah. the original idea? It was funny that you say Sin City because the first meeting that I met Jenny and in the back of her mind, she was like, I can't take on this project. I, we both kind of hit on, like, wouldn't it be cool if the animation was sort of Sin City-like? Uh, and then, I mean, the process itself was, like, super, super complicated. I, we had storyboards <laughs> drawn uh, by a guy who's also from Port Huron who works for Nickelodeon in L.A. So in his spare time after work, he would draw storyboards based on my descriptions of the scenes, I would talk them through, like, what this is what I want to see on the screen. And then I'm going to let Jenny take it from there because once we had the storyboards, we had to find the art. And Yeah, so the whole idea always, and me and Josh were like on the same wavelength. We're like, it's got to look like that, but it also has to have a mixture of the Russian propaganda posters. So it's a marriage of the Russian propaganda posters and Sin City. So we're like, how do we execute that? And then we come up with the idea that we should execute it in either Russia or Ukraine. Because what a better way, right? So now we've got countries working together. So one of our other producers, Raisa, um, has great connection in Ukraine um, to a company that does this type of thing. And the process was very difficult because mm-hmm. their English was not so great. And just as we jumped into this, I had a baby. Oh. So I, yeah. was laying, uh, I was laying at Beaumont Hospital recovering after um, 50 plus hours delivering <laughs> a child. <laughs> I was in recovery room. While they're doing I, the art stuff? You well, I was on a conference call with the art stuff oh <laughs> after gosh. I had the baby. <laughs> so I was like, I have to take this conference you're, call. <laughs> you're Russian for sure. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're a thousand percent the Russian. Ethnic, yeah. yeah, exactly. They're like, you just gave birth to a baby after three days. I'm like, I have to get on this call because <laughs> I got to figure out how they can work together while I just had we this had baby. What a great <laughs> story for <laughs> your son or daughter. <laughs> it's my son. Son. What's yeah. his name? His name is Ethan. Ethan. So when he watches a movie, you could tell him right there. You see that storyboard right there? I just see this badass Russian chick with a baby in her arm, and she's got a f- three different phones and a laptop. That's exactly what I'm picturing. Man. It kind of looked like that, except yeah, I didn't I look so good after three days of delivering the baby. Wow. 50 hours. Jeez, what can you do for 50, 50 hours? So the back and forth was conference call. Even with a Russian producer, yeah, yeah. the yeah. back and forth was tough on the artwork. At first, we, we, yeah. we figured out this really great workflow, but it kind of that was where we had to like pull Jenny in because it wasn't working, and we... We'd send him the storyboards, and we'd send him like, "Okay, this is Sergey Fedorov, and this is Vladimir Konstantinov. Draw these," and then they'd like they'd mix them up, yeah. or they'd put Vladdy's head on Sergey's. It's sort of like, <laughs> "Well, dude, isn't it like saying this is Reggie Jackson, 
this is, you know, it's not like that to them. It wasn't like saying, that, no, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, it was, there's some things that got lost yes. in translation because there's a lot of realistic photographs going back and forth. And of course, if you're yeah. from Michigan, you're from Detroit, you're never going to confuse Sergey with Vladi no. or Slava or anybody, right? But you're working with people that don't, and then there was, you know, because we had them young, we had them older. Yeah. So there was a big level of complexity. But nevertheless, we executed this Flawlessly, in my yeah. opinion, we've had so many compliments from people. Oh. We're happy it translated well. So, oh my God. It's, so it's what like was the level. what would be the toughest part of the project and the easiest, the smoothest part of the project? Was there was there one that went surprisingly smooth, or just that, or one that because I love you explain. <laughs> You, you, Jenny, you got to tell the story about going to Russia to get the <laughs> interview with Slava. Oh, yeah. Uh, well. I mean, honestly, our Russian trip. It, that was, that was it, stressful. Uh, that, uh, yeah, but like organizing it and you getting the guys. But it was stressful. I don't know if anything in this project has ever gone smooth. Uh, I don't know. Would that make the payout <laughs> that much better? Actually, you know what? You're right. Getting Dan, the financial piece... On board was, was the easiest. It wasn't it easy. Took two and a half, three years. But as soon as he, yeah. it, it wasn't easy. Okay, nothing is what, easy. Once he was, it was smooth. He was yeah. in. It was smooth because smooth. he listened. He understood. He understood the value of this. Me and him talked about it. I said. If you don't come on and do this, if I don't come on and do this, who is going to do this? We have to. Who's going to do it? But who's going to do it right? I think that's. The, to you, when you're having that conversation to him, was, was wasn't that more what you meant? Because who had more of the inside feel because of being here, not only being the Russian, but to explain the story the way it should be explained, mm-hmm. right? Well, was that the, would that be your number one? Not not that it wouldn't get made, that it would get made wrong. No, that was not honestly no, because I think Josh really truly if if. He knows the story so deep and so inside and out. I mean, he knows every single detail of this. He story. had it all in his head. It was no, no. I, I get it, but I, I feel, but I feel like, and this goes back to, and it's not anything against anybody else, but because it's the perfect storm, and because the way that it had to say yes, but he had to be yes because because of his connection to Vladi, because his personal struggle, because of his vision. But without, because listen, I don't have four. I don't have four cups without these five Russians and uh, Datsuk, you know, for the for the fourth one. So you know what I mean? It's like I I try to get people to uh, maybe understand or just that that awareness that sometimes, you know, sometimes if you need three ingredients mm-hmm. to make something work and two of them are unbelievable, but you know the third one doesn't work when you're younger or when you're trying too hard or when you're pressing and not patient, sometimes you try to make that third one work and then it doesn't work. And if you sit back and let it fall into place, because that's what I see. And, and that's what I feel when I see it's the perfect combination. Yeah. He needed some Russians on his team. Uh, uh, yeah. that's right. He needed, and, and he needed some that's, Russians on you know, his as, team. as I, as we know each other, more by experiencing this but it's exactly the same thing yeah is that you do and and i i'm number you everybody needs 
some Russians in their life. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> you know? Hey, hey, hey yeah, Perry, argue with Perry you, we yeah. got Sergey Karen right now. Oh, actually, hey, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, with the alumni, uh, yep. you know, like... Sergey Samsonov. We got, we got Sammy dancing around. He can still be playing. But oh, I'm just saying, yeah. because that's because of the correlation for the team, because when yeah. people see it, and then you should... And that's why the thing worked. Because it wasn't easy. No. Nothing, nothing was easy. Hey, so... Dan, yeah, Scotty was probably the easiest signing for us, and then he had to put everything together. Right. Scotty was not easy as an interview. I'll tell you that. Oh, absolutely that not, because the, you're media, dude, and because yeah. it's Scotty, and he, just because he liked you. That was the first interview we did when Dan was on board. Dan's in the room, and there's Scotty, and we're going, and all of a sudden, the sun comes from behind a cloud, and it blows out the room. It changes the lighting, and... So we're fixing it. Scotty's like, guys, I got to get going really quickly here. And we're like, okay. And then fix the lighting and then sirens go. And so we're just waiting for a clear sound. Yeah. Scotty's just looking at his watch. But yeah, we got through that. Um, Where do you think I learned it from? <laughs> but going to Russia, like back oh, yeah. to your question, going to Russia, when Josh said, oh, I got to, when, when we just initially started talking about this project, he goes, we got to go to Russia. So I left and I looked at him. I said, who are you going to go to Russia with? You cannot go to Russia without Russia. I know that. You were going to get I went there with Igor. Right, no. Majorly. Wait, wait, wait. There's, and you've been there now. Yes. So there's Russia, there's, you go with like, I went with Igor for Igor or over with Igor for Igor Slava's uh, retirement game during the lockout, and got the tour of the Kremlin and got to see the the higher end. But I mean, look around; there is no way would not be there without the royalty. No. You're nuts. No, and then no. It, it, it would just it, it it just wouldn't have worked. It's so complicated, so different. So I mean, we we packed up and we went to Russia. We had the guys kind of lined up they all said yes but no one said when or where or what day. <laughs> so we went there without the time the date or the place <laughs> we, just had, we had like 10 days to fit them in so that was a big risk on our part but we knew we we're gonna do it so we settled up and we went to russia and probably uh you know one of the most interesting stories was came out of uh from slava fetisov so we called him we were supposed to do the interview at his place uh, he called an hour before and he said, oh, at my place there's construction, so we can't do it anymore. You have one hour to find a place. And if you don't, then it's over. So we're like, oh, shit, like one hour to find a place in Moscow that's worthy of the interview with Slava Fetisov, right? So it's not just anybody. No, it's like... So luckily, <laughs> right, right. So luckily, Raisa was there with us, uh, our other producer, who's worked in Russia and Ukraine kind of a bit. Because I was freaking out deep inside. I didn't tell anybody. I was like, "What are we gonna do?" She's like, "Oh, what's the best place in Moscow? It's the Ritz Carlton. I'm gonna call them." So she called the Ritz Carlton. Of course, we had to lie to them because we could never now, get it that fast. Now, so wait, wait. Is that called creative producing? Yeah, yeah. I'll Create. change that. We had to creatively produce. And, and and what did you have to say? So Raisa told him that Putin was coming there. Oh. <laughs> she said that Close. Putin was coming. No, with Slava Fetisov. Oh, but everybody Slava. knows oh. that Slava everybody, and him, yeah. they play hockey together. Okay. So she said, you better clear. I mean, this is Ritz-Carlton overlooking the Red Square. I repeat, there's probably not a better place, not a more high-end path. So she said that they better clear out the, the place for us overlooking the Red Square and the Kremlin because we'll be there in an hour with Putin. And they said, okay. 
So I kid, <laughs> I kid you not. In one hour, we were setting up was camera. Was there any repercussions to that? Did I anybody mean, say anything? Oh yeah, I, oh, I think somebody definitely probably I mean, got still fired. Up, so was, yeah, he you know, showed up. Yeah, no, no, he showed up for the interview. I mean. Right now, somebody, I'm just saying that in every Somebody's circumstance, in there's casualties in every sort of war. <laughs> Somebody's so in a gulag because they gave you that room. <laughs> so if somebody did get fired over that, can they get a free ticket yeah. to yes, the movie? Yes, if you yes. got fired. Yeah, it, was the, it wasn't Contact email, Russian5.com. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they gave us, after four hours, I think they realized that something was up. Yeah. They were like... Where's Putin? He's not coming. What's happening? You know, you guys are gonna have to get out of here. It wasn't like a private room. We shut down the, the whole, whole floor. Bar. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah. That's that amazing. whole half of the bar. They were just like <laughs> yeah. staring at oh, us. No, like that. Really? Josh uh, put his uh, arms, crossed his arms, and shrugged his shoulders. And I said, "Well, that's the way they're cold <laughs> yeah. over there, bro. They're all like that." But that's what I wanted to ask you, Josh, and and Darren, you're you're part of it too. But so when. You see a lot of picture of the mm-hmm. Russians and the players, and yeah. there's not a lot of smiles, you know, a lot, right. of, a lot of stoic looking faces. And then watching the movie, and when you see them together, mm. you see a whole different, you know, the, the camaraderie. So when you interviewed them, how, how did they all come off to you? And then, Mac, you can follow up on how they were as teammates. Yeah, uh, I'll start with Slava Fatisov because he was the first. And when he showed up, he was angry because of the traffic and all this and Dan Milstein had the, the foresight to basically say Joshua tell Slava your story of why you want to make this so I kind of quickly gave him the rundown and I could just sort of see the anger seep out of him and he kind of put his arm around me like okay let's go do this awesome. so nice. that made me really comfortable that's Papa Bear right that's the, pa- that's the mid-visionic you know, or the mid-vet, right? It's the mid-vet, the bear, yeah. and the mid the baby bear. Yep. Yeah, okay, okay, I was close. And, you know, it was pretty conversational as best as he could communicate in English. It's, it's not really a super functional language for him anymore. Um, but then the next day was Sergey, And, you know, with Sergey, he was like, what, an hour and a half, two hours late. And he walks in, and we had told them, you know, we need about 90 minutes at least for this. Sergey, you did at his arena, right? Uh, yeah, the Siska headquarters. At the, the team, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Red Army headquarters. Yeah. Oh, Red Army. Yeah. I thought oh, it was were... just the, the team. I thought it was just the, the athletic building. It, it yeah. was. That's the where their headquarters. Yeah, okay. For the, for the <laughs> sport. That's for the sport part. Yeah. yeah for the okay. hockey part. But so, so it was an intense place. Sergey shows up and he walks in. And, you know, he shakes my hand, and we had had you know lunch before to kind of talk about the project, so he knew me a little bit. And he goes, you know, good to see you. Uh, are you liking Moscow? How long is this going to take? What, like 20 minutes? <laughs> oh, to which you're like, I turned around, I looked at Jenny, and I just mouthed, what the fuck? <laughs> and I walked over to her, and I was like, I, he thinks he's getting out in 20 minutes. What do, we, what do we do? And so we're like, let's just pepper him with questions until he says he's got to go. And if we got to try to get him again, we, we get him again. But he's here. So, you know, he sat in the chair for an hour and an hour. 20 minutes, hour and a half. Wow. Uh, he stayed there. And, you know, at first he was guarded, uh, you know, but then towards the end of the interview, I think he started to open up a little bit and we got him to smile and laugh a couple things. Um, I mean, the Corvette thing is, yeah, I mean, you know, he, he, he was loose for that. So you guys got it out of him. The uh, one right? thing that I thought was pretty universal with all four of the guys was that when I would ask them a question about something that was obviously sort of inside knowledge of, oh, you've done your homework. Someone that we trust has told you this piece of information. It'd catch them off guard and also sort of open it up a little bit. So like when I asked 
Papa Bear about the Sergey shoulder injury. You know, at first he smiles. He's like, I thought this was supposed to be top secret info. <laughs> Who told you? <sighs> and I was like, uh, Johnny Wharton. He's like, well, cat's out of the bag. So, okay, then I'll tell you the story. You know, uh, same thing when I brought up the Russian dinner with Igor. He's like, how did you know about that? And I was like, well, I've talked to enough people that, you know. So he started, they, they started to get an idea. When you drop these little well, bombs, right. they started to did know. Did you find, and, and Jenny, you can speak to this as being the Russians, but I know with Sergey a lot because, you know, I always say, you know, he's misunderstood. But mm. the thing is, is that he's guarded until he figures out he's a smart. And, he, and when he knows your intentions and he can sort of read you where you're going to, to, to see. And, and yeah. you know, they all... Uh, they all do it differently, but like you said, when when it's a big thing, and and I'm ex, like you said, who, have any of them seen it, the movie that you know of? I don't know that they've watched the whole thing yet. Yeah, we don't know, but I mean, to your point, honestly, it's just a cultural difference, right? Uh, right. American culture is very different from Russian culture, okay? When we first come to America, we just think everybody is kind of an idiot because they're smiling all the time. <laughs> Honestly, because that's our impression. Like, why are these people smiling all the <laughs> Wait time? Wait a second. What's wrong with them? Like, I mean... Why are people doing that, right? Because in our culture, a smile is something that's reserved for a particular moment. A friendship is something that's reserved and it has to be earned. When you call somebody a friend after you've been probably through fire and hell with them. So it's just a different cultural difference because America is very open and it's fun and it's easy to meet people and they're great people. And after living here for a while, I myself went back to Russia at one point and this guy chased me down in the subway and he knocks on the shoulder and he goes, you must be from America. I said, yeah, how did you know we're in a subway full of people? He goes, you're the only person smiling in the subway. <laughs> no and shit. he asked me for directions to an ATM. It's just, it's a different culture, right? And, oh, yeah. And, yeah. and yes, when they're together in their home, they're playing guitars, laughing, eating, sharing, right? Drinking. And they're face forward with people. And you that, know. Was, that was always one of my favorite things to do is when did you i don't know did you ever talk to them because there's there, there's some friends in vancouver that we used to some ladies that we used to go and they'd have the lemon poppy seeds and i used to go with igor and kazi and uh chica all the time um at least three or four times um uh, but the, the girls the russian women they were friends from home or whatever and to get the the meal and get the lemon poppy seeds the muffins on the bus and stuff it was it was awesome i always i always loved that and I think that all all of us, like my, I can speak for Drapes and and you know Ozzy and Maltz and you know the things that we didn't understand, you know we learned some of it you liked, some of it you didn't. You know it's just like anything else. But it was uh, one of those things. What what is is there something that you want people to take away from this, like specifically? From the from watching this movie, yeah. <clears throat> Well, I mean, I think, first of all, you have to go to the movie theater to see it because you have to see it with other people. It's an experience that yes. has to be shared. It's not something that you want to sit on your couch by yourself or even with another person because you've uh, got to the feel first the time. energy. Yeah. The first, the, fir the first time you have first to. First two times. Right? The first few first times. The first six times. Yeah. No, but I'm saying the first <laughs> yeah, time absolutely. the experience. No, yeah, absolutely. the first time experience, if you can, please go to the movie theater because you're going to experience something that you're not going to experience just by yourself. You're going to see the fans. I promise you, you're going to see people 
laugh. You're going to see people cry. You're going to see people be it's quiet. It's like a Detroit Star Wars. You're going to hear Let's Go Red Wings. Right? Like you're going to hear Let's Go Red Wings. It's like a Detroit Star Wars It's like or a Harry Potter. Or, it's like a big deal. It, it yeah. should be like a big deal. So the red carpet event. I just I hope people go with an open mind and I hope they dig a little deeper that it's not just a hockey story. So you know what I, you know what I hope? You know what I hope because I hope that the new generation, the kids that have been born post or around or were young, so anybody who's born 2000, I mean everybody goes see it, but the younger ones who can only hear about what happened, so or or learn. When I meet people and I age kids now, Right, I got to age them to like 22 to see when they were born and then say, wow, it's either you were young or you got great parents or grandparents to teach you YouTube. So now we got the Russian Five. What a great way to take your kids and your family and to teach them about the history, you know, yeah. the nostalgia and stuff. And I think that's the, that's the point of the whole thing. Not only that, but for me, is because Mickey Redman told me that what we have now is nostalgia, okay? Between bridging the gap, right? And now if we're turning the corner or making the team's going to... But it's also, too, is that history is so important mm -hmm. and why we're here and who came before us and what you know what sacrifices, like you said, were made. You know, without that Ritz Carlton employee, probably sacrifice, you know? <laughs> that, no, no, but Took I mean, it's like, team. isn't <laughs> it funny, yeah. though, because... I say this because I know more, and Josh, I was talking to you earlier, because to me, in society, when you look back in history, it's really the older generation or the elders that have to, and it's not really have to uh, make the stand, but it's sort of like, you know, turn, you know, turn the page a little bit or push the pillar, and I said that because I didn't start the March 26th revenge. It was Igor, right? <laughs> Igor had enough. The biggest pacifist in hockey, let alone life, right? Had enough. And I was ready and on guard and waiting for my opportunity, but it's like to strike the match. And to me, it just, as I get older, I tell the story doing the comedy and over and over again, it's just so amazing the way that things played out. That's you know, that like played yeah. out. It's, 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 it's crazy. We were talking about this before. Like, you can't write the script, but it's like, but the way that everything played out and the way that you captured it was exactly the way that it felt. That's the wow. whole. Wow. No, no, but that's that, Tim. That's, I mean, that's so, a huge compliment. Yeah. That's, no, but that, that's the biggest that's, compliment, yeah. wow. honestly. Wow. That is the biggest compliment that you, I see. You got it because you got the hockey, right? And you got the life. Right. You got the love, and then you got the 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 pain, the sorrow, the re rejoice, but still the pain. You mm -hmm. know, because we yeah we won in '98, celebrate, but Vladdy's still not right. Right. Yeah. Damn. Right. Yeah. I don't. You know, I mean, in, in all reality, right? It doesn't bring. Up, I mean, it, it cushions the blow as soft as you can, but I don't mm -hmm. care if you fall out of the tree and land on a mattress; it's still gonna hurt. Right. Right. In your research, did you ever come across another sports phenomenon like Vladdy, the tragedy, the limousine tragedy? Is there ever? I can't think. I of can't anything. think of anything of that nature, especially I mean, where you know the, the team rallied around their fallen. Well, you know what it is. I think there's probably guys that have lost, but you don't lose your 
arguably best guy, best defenseman. Right. Yeah. You I don't can't like think like, of any other tragic. tragic yeah, I, I'm yeah, sure like there I is. Mean, yeah. I don't know, man. But but I mean, it's just yeah. something. But the way that it happened, and the way that it rallied around, and the way that it, you know, the the way that it was, I don't know, just meant to be. I mean, gripped the, bo- the, whole, the whole state was gripped. I mean, the, yeah, it was it consumed everybody. I mean, you guys were really close to it, but like. I was just a kid, yeah, but you know, I, and it, it, it was it it consumed the whole. Think state. about the roller coaster ride from ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and just because it's it's highs and lows galore, and you know, at, oh, yeah. the, <laughs> at the end of the day, yeah. I mean, that's I think what people should take. This is another great because all what we have when we've and it's not we do haven't lost guys but it's like when things don't work out it's we have the memories and we can share it and as long as we keep them alive and and what happened right so that the next generation you know the new age know, then it's then it's the educational till the till the next thing because we all live through it and whether you live through it or not there's you could take so much from it yeah you know so has it been seen over in russia has any like has has have they seen it anywhere like across like in Canada and stuff? But have any like in you've been to Canada uh, yeah. for a film festival played in Windsor. Uh, wow. In Russia, it has only been shown in a very uh, private circles because we're trying to shop the release there. What's the what's the, the response? <laughs> what's the response? I'm interested in the response there because, <laughs> like you screening. said, cultural difference. <laughs> So far, the couple of people that have seen it, I mean, they love it. I, I, I was a little concerned how it's going to be received just because how we opened the film. Yeah. You know, there's the Iron Curtain, there is the escape, there's the CIA involved, you know, with the current political climate. So uh, the jury is still out. So would that be something that it might be a wait on a release because, uh, you know, not worth the... Uh Oh, well, we, I mean, back, we want like, to release there. We, it, let me ask you, as as a uh, Russian, uh, would there be? Is this this isn't some that would be backlash like twenty years ago or thirty years ago, right? Like, uh, you know, something that you, if 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 it was played, like obviously played, mm-hmm. what would the backlash be to if the backlash was the beginning of the movie, like the. I mean, if the, it, I don't think it will be played if there's any sort of backlash that could happen. So, I that's, mean, it's so a, that's what the red tape or what they always talk about. There's always red tape in certain... <laughs> no, right? No, honestly, like this would be a red tape. But like, I mean, just it's okay to talk about because that's the way that the world is. And over, over there, you don't, yeah. nobody likes do your you, secrets. Do you take it to the distribu- dis- distribution players and then they run it by government? Do you go right through government before shopping distributors? How do you attack the Russian? Like, how would you, how do you no, do it? It's, it's the typical distribution channel. Okay. And, and however, that government and that particular country however is involved in that distribution channels. Um, I, I honestly don't know. I'm just speculating they might be involved. But yeah, I just you know, kind of wonder if it could be huge in Russia. Like, it's my speculation. I think uh, how it plays out at the end, it should play fine. It should play great there. Okay. However, there is that beginning piece that has always concerned me because it is, you know, there is a defection story, and yeah. you know, 
um, it's a country that prides itself on being a great country and nobody would want to defect or leave that country. So I'm not sure how people at but the is it because levels it's, would is feel it because about it's that. an yeah. athlete and because it's the NHL and because so many yeah, guys have now? Do yeah, you think that, that, that this is a time that it would be... It, I would think that this is a time that it would be accepted. Maybe. Uh, we hope so. I mean, we have big plans for Russia. We, we really hope to go back. That. We care about I mean, we March twenty second. Yeah. I mean, we do have Russian fans that are asking us when they can see it, and then threatening to go to the pirates if we don't get it out quickly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, know, we'll and they're they're the kings of piracy. Yeah. <laughs> so, John, how would you? Uh, you know, Darren did a pretty good job talking about all the difference, the the pain and the growing and the yeah. But I mean, how would you describe this movie overall? Because, you know, we've talked a whole about a lot about different stuff. But if you had to give the description, it's not just a hockey movie. No, you know, um, how would you describe this movie? The, yeah. all the different things behind it. Um, it's a good question, Perry. Like, if if it's not just hockey, like wh- how? Because well, you, you, you yeah. the two little two, the the two elderly ladies walking out yeah. in Seattle, going. Yeah. Now I'm sure that just didn't make them into hockey, right? Great yeah, that's a good question. Great question. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I, I hope it's a humans film, right? You know, and I I used to joke with my editors like this is Seven Samurai and Ice. You know, it's this group of people coming together to tackle this giant challenge, um, and the hockey's just sort of the the forum that it happens in, but it's really about the people pulling together, uh, to, you know, whether it's to defeat the bandits or win the Stanley cup. Um, it doesn't happen until everyone's on the same page and, and working as I'm was that, one. was that your, your mindset from the beginning? Did you, or did that come into it as it got going? How, like, how did you take me through when you're thinking about this and you want to do this because, um, you got a correlation yeah. or something that reminds you of this, and then your mind goes to that. Or how do you how did you start with this one? You know, I mean, as a storyteller, you just sort of you look at the big picture. You look at you know how does this arc out, and you know are the mo- moments in storytelling there. You know, do we have a good you know climax? Obviously, yes. Um, is there a change at the midpoint? You know, and that's always critical. Make sure to you don't tell anybody what happened. The film, right? But you know, in our film, there's something that happens in the middle of the movie that completely changes everything. And that's good. You know, in good storytelling, that's what you're looking for. You know, is there a good catalyst? Well, deciding to draft Russians and trying to defect them out is a pretty good catalyst. So all of the storytelling beats were there. <laughs> Especially I love in that premiere. I don't mean to insult you. <laughs> you know, that's yeah, yeah, the old yeah. school. That's the old yes. thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't mean to bother you. <laughs> But yeah. I'm gonna bother you. you guys I don't mean to insult game. you, Jimmy D. But I'm gonna insult you. What are you thinking? You know, yeah. people don't realize now when he says you. You know, you're 24th. At that point, there were only 24 teams in the league. You know, now we think like, oh, there's yeah. 30, 31, 31 teams. Yeah. 31 teams. But yeah, that guy was basically saying you're dead last, not you know lower tier. Right. Um, but they were the lions of hockey at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. And that's something that I think people now, when they're frustrated about where the wings are and when are they going to win again, need to remember is like, we're not that far removed from playoff days. Yeah. But, you know, when that playoff streak started in 1990, it was five years before you all made the finals and then two more before you won it. But decades of just bad hockey beforehand. So decades, you know, hopefully this movie helps Red Wings fans put what's going now into perspective and to maybe not get so antsy about where we are. Um, well, do you see the parallels between making the movie for you guys, the struggles, like you said, the (laughs) perseverance and then the same for the wings 
putting these five players together. It wasn't they all just came together. No. It was a piece by piece, step by step. Mm-hmm. And for them, it took a, you know, perseverance and to put them all together and, and you know, the getting the Darrens, getting the Drapes, getting the Maltz, mm-hmm. everybody to play their part. I mean, you see the parallel that you, you guys got that tremendous parallel. parallel. Yeah. Tremendous. You got that in order. And me, I mean, Drapes, Maltz. Oh, absolutely. No, no, I mean, <laughs> Me first. Then yeah, so I know that works. I, I mean, know, I, yeah, I know that works. Yeah, he, know, he knows a little bit about there. hockey, man. I got to give Perry. He's killing it. He's, He's killing, killing it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jenny. You oh, my God. Tra- Jenny's coming on every show. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you think of the trajectory, you know, in 95, they had four Russians and they lost to New Jersey. And that was a moment where they could have just blown up this planet and say, all right, everyone, Don, the Don Cherries are right. The Russians can't win. But instead, Scotty goes the other way and he doubles down and he gets Igor. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's assembling those pieces. And I feel like for us in the production, there was a lot of that, you know. Our, our superstar team did not start out together. Slowly through the process, we picked up great team members and we lost people. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's finding those people who can work together whose goal is to, for us, it was to make a great film. It wasn't just to make a movie. It was to make a great movie. I kept saying, and let's get it. more Russians. Let's get more Russians, you know? <laughs> Are there things in the Just movie? Yet, yet, yet. <laughs> you said that. that was, was editing hard? Uh. <laughs> well, that was a big part of the Explain journey, the right? laugh. Because you went through a couple of editors, right? Yeah, yeah, there was, you know, it was it's like the Goldilocks and the Three Bears sort of thing. You know, the first one, not right, not right, then just right. Um and for us and for me, it took going back to Austin where I went to film school and working with someone who I knew from film school that we sort of had, you know, that cohesion ahead of time. Um, it, but also at that point, I think because of everything we had been through, I had reached the point as a director where I was no longer being precious about anything, mm. which I think is a really hard place like for a first time filmmaker. It's, it's like ego. Ego. Right. You got to leave your ego at the door. And and it's even more than ego. It's just, you know, your first time through, there's certain things that you fall in love with and certain lines. And then because of what we went through, it was this moment where I was like, you know what? Let's fucking butcher it. Let's let's do what we have to do and let's see what happens. And then as we started to pull things out, I started to realize like, oh, this scene works with only that and not we don't need that that and that as well yeah um and a lot of that is you know attributed to david fabello my editor who just fantastic communication with me where we would sit and discuss you know so when we're talking about sergey coming to america there's a a great scene that uh, ended up on the cutting room floor where he goes to a guns N' roses concert Right, and him and Vladdy get to meet the whole band, and Sergey talks about you know they're there until six in the morning, and his car is the last car in the parking lot of the Silverdome, and then like, he felt how cooler than that, right? And so I really love that story, and to me, like that's a like a that's great American. I it's think American, that's so American, <laughs> and partying with right the Guns and Roses. biggest rock stars in the world <laughs> awesome. at the time. It's so American, and it also for well, me, I got like, yeah, I you know just a quick note on that is that my first year, you know, uh, I remember that the concert. I didn't go to the concert, but um, I've been working out, and the, the next day or whatever, because he came in, he was all happy with his shirt. But I went. He took me. Uh, to the uh, out in a limo one you know one Friday we went to 
um, Stone Temple Pilots nice. and the Meat Puppets at Kobo, nice. and then went out after hours and stuff like that. Just him and I hanging out like my first. Year. It was it was awesome. Like to get to get to know him, sort of stuff like mm-hmm. that. And he, and he is you know the like, but it is the sort of American. And right. I think you get that like out of all of the guys, he is the you know the the American um, movie star. He right. is the the sports star he is you know when he went he is california you know like he is that sort of he's luke skywalker he's the luke skywalker Skywalker. Skywalker. yeah and i think like back to the editing part what people don't understand about filmmaking movie making you know they and in general people just think things are just so easy Uh right people think we're having a good time we're in moscow drinking cha-cha or we're like somewhere filming these people we're with this hockey stars i it is so freaking hard because you filmed all of this footage. You've got all of these people talking. You've got all of these stories, and it's so much. And now try to get it in those 90 minutes where it's cohesive, where it makes sense, where it's engaging. It is the hardest thing to do. And this well, process with, so with editors, it was like finding a right girlfriend, which we mm. all know is a really difficult <laughs> task. My question okay? is that if it's so, like, you make it sound so awful, then why do you do it? Because it has to be like the love, like the frustration. You because it sounds to me because when you it's it's awful. When it's it's worth it, hard, hard and Uh, awful, but worth it. Hard and awful are two completely different. Interesting. It's beyond. It's beyond worth it. I mean, sitting in that room and you get so into doing this, right? Like at the end of it, like before that premiere, I'm like. Is this even good? Is anybody going to like it? Did we make something that's worth it? I mean, you're just sitting there and you're self-doubting and doubting yourself. Was it worth it? Is it good? Is it worthy of these people seeing it? And then you're standing there and there's how many people in Fillmore? What, like? Some hundred. 2,500 people sitting there. And that energy and people crying and people just rejoicing. And you're watching this and you're like, slowly, you're like, wow, this is pretty good. <laughs> People are enjoying this. We did a good job after all these years and all this struggle to get to that point. It's just, you know, you do it because you have to do it because you want to tell stories that matter. Yeah. I could go and do a million things and make a lot more money in television and film. But we choose to tell stories like this because we want to tell them. There's a million things you could do for money. A million things. A lot more money. This is not about money. This is about storytelling. And this is an incredible story. And it needs to be seen outside of Detroit. And it needs to be seen by people who are not in hockey. Mm-hmm. Because it's a human story. I think you Especially said it the right. Yeah. Yeah. Hockey's the... It's the vehicle. The vehicle. That's yep. it. You know, and I'm not going to... It's a while before there's hockey in the movie. They're, they're actually... That's the funny part. I was going to ask you about that. Because the movie's uh, 100 minutes long, yeah, right? Yeah. And and what is the actual time of actually hockey in the movie? Is, there, is it five minutes? Oh, I mean, I'm sure there's more Ten eventually. Minutes, but I'm, I'm just saying there's you no... Don't, you don't get wrapped up in the hockey because it's a clip and it's, it's a spot and it's a blip and it's a comment and it's a... It's not until 20 minutes into the movie that we have any sustained hockey at all. And it's one of those things where when that happens, people actually start applauding because they, they're expecting hockey, and then there it is, and it's a pretty great It felt play. like Joe Louis Arena. I mean, yeah. let's not Oh, yeah. Let's not joke around. Started chanting. Like the people in the mezzanine, I felt like I was at the Joe. Yeah. yeah. And that's why people need to go see this movie in a the theater, you know, because we yeah. watched you guys on the ice together in those seats at the Joe, and... 
you know, this is the closest that we can get back to those as memories is to watch the movie with other fans sitting together. You know, and the Red Wings have always been, it's, a, it's always been a family thing, right? Your father, your grandfather takes you to a game and, you know, you take your son or your niece and nephew or whatever, you know. Um, this is the same thing. People can do that with this movie and they can pass it's along the whole, history. It's the whole correlation with the slapstick comedy tour because people think that I'm there for them. They're there for me because life's not full circle. It's Xfinity circle. It continues because when I tell the stories, you know, and because I take you back because only in sports, think about it, only in sports, we invest so much, whether it's family, friends, um, you know, our age that goes through and then guys retire unless they die or, you know, or do something stupid, see them on the ticker, you know, you're like, oh, I remember them. Mm -hmm. And we're invested with all these stories. So when we lose people, mm -hmm. right, because this is like we're talking 20 years ago, right? but we've all lost people, whether we in what aspect, it's a great way to remember them. Yeah, I've had a lot of people reach out and say, you know, Watching your movie reminded me of my father taking me to, yeah. you know, and that's really special to be able to kind of connect on that level of emotion and humanity with someone. It, I don't know. It's, it's really it is, cool. No, I, I, I feel the same thing traveling around doing It's the, a legacy piece, right? Yeah. I mean, I it, think it and is. I hope that many years, maybe after we even gone, people will watch this and they go, wow. There was the story. And what could be more incredible than that? I feel very lucky and very honored that I got to be part of telling this story. Honestly, it's it's a long way when you're looking at retrospect <laughs> versus sitting in your office going, what? oh, really? <laughs> How am I going to put this on my plate to yeah. now? I mean, you fast forward, you go, you go, oh my God, and I could have just said no and not be a part of this, making this. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's just, I feel very honored. So thank you, Josh, actually. I don't thank think you. I've ever said that to you. No. Perry, so uh, thank you, know, you for coming I, to I me. Wanted, I, I wanted to tell you, so by, by being on face, uh, Facebook Live, yeah, We've got we've got uh, Cindy Rokas down in Lakeland, Florida, watching okay. us. Nice. We've got Derek Cindy Penagatori in New Jersey. Oh, nice! He, yeah. Derek. yeah, he moved to New Jersey. He's watching, bringing memories, and then talking about what talking about what you're saying with the the showing people and spending it. We've got Ronnie Cullen. She says, "I can't wait to take my kids. Mm -hmm. I've been showing them the videos on YouTube." Because trying to describe them that time in words doesn't do it justice. Well, this movie is going to blow her kids away. Awesome. Nice. Listen, awesome. we're already reaching those hockey towns for you guys. Yeah. It's happening right now. Let me right? Awesome. Thank you. My, my thing is, what's, what are each of your favorite parts of the movie? Oh, oh that's a good question. <laughs> wow. Should I ring the bell? Is that what happens when it's a good question? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah let her, let her, let her. Uh, you can ring it for me, though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I should have done that. No, <laughs> that's the Perry bell, but I'll take it. I'll, I'll understand. Yes. Favorite part of the movie. Guys? It's like asking uh, your favorite child. I think child so, you know, like it's a... Uh, well, it's like, you know, because it, it, when I ask, say, is it like the cops for me when they say four because they're like kids? Right. No. Right? So th there's got to no. be... I, I have to say for me, I think it's the Russian dinner. Because I think that's where you marry the culture. That's where you come into their world. And they're opening up to show you that. And I think after that, it makes you a different team. I think that that along with, you know, the, I tell the March 26th and the, the winning that game in, in overtime and getting the revenge was the on ice. But, the, but there's a match. It's the same thing as talking about, 
you know, it's got to be Dan, you, Josh. It's the same thing as that. That sort of put the icing yeah. or the seal. That was sort of like, and and in Russian culture, like the dinners is a big thing, right? Yeah, it's a big thing. That's where you. That's where you become a friend. And, and, and I honestly, you ask any of us, like we, that was not that we didn't feel, you know, part of it with the, but like accepted in the culture. And the same thing as as, so when we went over to Rus- Russia, um you know, almost, uh, you know, eight years later, where six, whatever it was, six years later, where you'd already experienced the culture, it was really cool because you sort of had an idea of what to expect, if that makes sense. It yeah, was great. That's where you become, that's where you become a friend. That's this it. is where and, and, and you that, enter through that door. And that gets back there where you say where it's, where it's different because I think that if people understand and instead of, I, I tell people all the time is like, when they say put yourself in somebody else's shoes, it's not to agree with them. It's to try to understand where they're coming from. And I think you brought up a great point, Jenny, um, is that a friend in Russian is a earned through fire thing over here. And it's true. It's a little bit, you know, a little bit less uh, easier. The word the is top. just used loosely. We, well, we, we I, I, I say this. You know what? Yeah. Friends over here. I have friends of mine, friends of ours, and friends of theirs. There you go. Right, friends, friends of mine, right, is like is like Tim and you and Josh. Friends of ours is like Mike and them upstairs, and friends of theirs is like Perry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but friends of theirs, you know, you understand that. So it's the yeah. same sort of way, yeah. but that really means because once you know you're accepted, you're accepted. Yeah. What about you? Come on, I'm not. Like, yeah, I want to know, you know your favorite. We've never my, even I like. I like. Hey, I liked your answer. So, <laughs> finally, I got it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's my favorite part of the story, but my p- favorite part of like watching it on screen is after the Russians have been put together, and Jimmy D has this little thing where he's like, you know, uh holy cow, how do we ever do without them? And then we go into the breakdown of like Sergei Fedorov and. And the, that's the first time you show up on screen. Right. And your introduction of Kozlov. <laughs> Every screening gets the same response. And what's beautiful about that is, like, I mean, you, your setup gets a great right. laugh. But it's just a, a, a smirk on his face yeah, that sets the crowd every, off. You know how true it was. Like, yeah. every day. And I got to experience that. Like, he was, like, super, super, you know, polite and everything when in Russia but then when you guys were doing the tour of the arena that the little Caesars and I was running around with the camera Kazi kept kind of giving us the side eye of like are you still here you know I thought we're done with this stuff and kind of being grumpy with me and then we got in the elevator and he just kind of quietly was like so when's the movie going to be out you know just didn't say anything else, right, right, but just right, sort of like right. sided up to me and asked me the simple question. Yeah, he's, he's not um, a big camera guy. No, but he's you know, not. He's no, no, not no, at no. All. He, but he's funny, dude. Like, like you know, when you say about it, it, it would be like he'd tell me every day to, to fuck off, and he'd be well, Marta Kaz, and he'd be like, fuck, fuck you back. You yeah, know? he was actually saying because the interview was in Russian, and yeah. he just kept saying how 
he just doesn't he doesn't want to take any credit for anything he was so humble oh. he's just like he's just i'm just a guy and thank god i was there that yeah, was that's how that's, he, that's what I, I i always say whatever like this but i mean as tough as whatever and when you know like the before and i think whether people don't realize when we're talking about causes that dude he, his career almost never started right. and it would have been how good would he have been if he didn't get in the accident and that, just to overcome tragedy i was just gonna losing say a, losing a friend and uh in a car accident before and, and yeah well you but, that, but then then that also too shows not only the talent but the wings at the time wanting to take care of medically and yeah. i remember because i when kazi came over in adirondack i was down my first year and he was up and then he came down for condition and stuff yeah. like that and how good he was but you know like it was it was it was always uh, unique, and that's uh, I guess that you said like the humble and just sort of like yeah, I just you know happy to be there. Yeah, well you look at look at three of them, you know, with the the, the injuries they had with Kazi, like you said, that car accident before his career even started. Obviously, unfortunately, the car accident with Vladdy and Josh and I were down at the game the other night, and we were talking about Sergey, and I said you would probably know this better than anybody, Mac, but. When Bersey oh, gave him the, that, concu that concussion, yeah. and and Sergey wasn't the him. same. No, that did it. That that, that was right? his we spite there. The dude in Vancouver yeah. and that bird. That's where Scotty treated Bersey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, to Tampa wrestlers. No, you know, like we were talking the other night, like. Nowadays, with concussion protocol, oh, Sergey oh, would shut down. Oh, those, yeah. forever. For, you know, yeah. and like you watched those that San Jose series that year, and he's a not the same person, but then. People forget that seventh game. He took a swing at a San Jose player. He opened the lockout season suspended. Sergey? Yeah. And I, I'm convinced that was probably some sort of post-concussion oh. reflex. CTE had already yeah. sort of started affecting his judgment, maybe. Something. Because that was uncharacteristic of him. Absolutely. To... God, I don't remember that. Do you remember that, Mac? <laughs> <laughs> really, Tim? I'm sorry. <laughs> really, Tim? That was pretty rude. <laughs> Do well, I, I didn't remember. hear you piping up about it. Dude, I, mean. I remember. Do I remember that? No, I, no, absolutely not. I mean, those brain cells are dead. <laughs> oh, I thought you were giving ago. me no, shit. Like, of course you do. Like, Hell no, bro. No, I was just looking Dude. at his face. Yeah. He, shit, I, I like, think he got I hit too. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I remember <laughs> the San Jose series we lost because mm -hmm. I had three goals and two assists in that series, or two goals and three assists. Right. Me, Proby, and uh, Sheldon Kennedy. I mm -hmm. just remember it was a good playoff series for my first. Wait, so you, you, I mean, but I'm not about you know we lost. Yeah. Yeah, you're not all about you. Just no, uh, no. you pop up those stats no, real quick no. just, and, just, and your line, and your line years. mates, rifles and your line mates. I just give you stats in the losing years. Don't worry, I won't give you the Stanley Cup game clinching, <laughs> cup winning goal in '97. <laughs> we'll talk about that one. So March 22nd, March 22nd. It's already on the website. So you can buy yeah. your tickets. I know what I imagine. I'm imagine a, I'm sorry. I'm like, sell now. I love you Imagine. That's that's where we go. It's where my family goes for movies. Imagine so I'm so happy. All Perfect. the yeah. people. Yeah, on our website. The Russian Five on the 22nd. <laughs> yeah. On our website, you could buy tickets. We're going to be on the Russian west side of the five. state. We're going to be all Welcome. over the place in Ann Arbor and Port Huron. Hey, yes. Have you, as there, have you solidified any of that for the weekend is that what you're talking about uh the 22nd so you're saying in ann arbor and uh port huron before or after that or when do people what's what people events can you talk about that coincide with the official release is there anything you can talk so about right on the now? 21st talk about 20th. what's on the 20th, 20th i'm sorry we're gonna do 
uh, a sneak preview screening in Port Huron, my hometown. Sneak preview! So uh, the Sperry's Movie House is going to put it on all 12 of their screens. Beautiful. They're play it all at 8 p.m., and it's about 75% sold out already. Where can they go? Uh, Russian 5 Yeah, you can get the to there, through there. The, the Russian, Russian 5. That's the 20th. That's the 20th. And then, and that's already eighty five percent sold out. Yeah, so awesome. You, if you okay, want to so go to that sneak preview, hurry up because it's ninety five percent sold out. Yeah. Now it is. Yeah. So I'm telling gonna, our listeners are, are are saying they're 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 buying tickets. They're, yeah. So, so we're gonna we're gonna open statewide, and actually by then I'm sure we'll have beyond our state. We'll be in other cities as well. So we're gonna open on the twenty second. Okay. There's gonna be some sneak peeks. I know we'll definitely have some showings at Imagine on the twenty first. The big night. There's gonna be no details yet, but there will be a red carpet. It okay. will be on March twenty second. It will be with Imagine. We'll have more details soon. It's going to be a limited sort of affair about how many people could get in. Okay. Uh, but we do plan to do other events throughout the state, and we're going to be doing some meet and greets. We're going to be down in Grand Rapids. We're going to be in the Arbor. So there's a lot of fun stuff coming up. Follow us on social media. You'll yes, know what's yeah. happening, and uh, be on our website. We'll be talking about that there. And you guys are going to start sort of popping that stuff in right these little things that come up 100 because now i'm hearing in you jen it sounds like by the time we get to the 22nd there could be more developments in the distribution oh, end yeah. of things yeah right? we're working overtime okay. like so, literally so, all we do is work podcast there might be some yes as <laughs> right now i'm sitting here i'm sure i have 26 emails so we're working okay. hard to be in as many theaters as possible yeah. we have a great distribution partner for our vod release for when we go to all your iTunes and lots of other places. That's not yet, though. That's not yet. Oh, so man, it'll be on the plane. I'm, I, it I'm, might be, actually. But I'll we've got a great... Yeah, I'm just wondering that. when I got to fly. That's awesome. Yeah, we've got a great partner, but we felt like we wanted a theatrical, yes. so we are Agreed. doing a theatrical. Yeah. We're putting in the work, and we want to be everywhere, so we're working overtime because we do want to be in Chicago. We want to be in New Jersey. We want to be in Boston. Yes. We want to be everywhere. Florida, Arizona. Yeah, yeah wherever yeah. wherever the people are that want to see this. Well, Come on, people. Canada. Yeah. Whatever yeah. grind time Modera McCarty can do to help. Dallas. Well, uh, thank yeah. you. Whatever we can do. I mean, yeah. Yeah. the Detroit cast, obviously. Uh, yes, our brother's station, the yeah. Detroit yep. cast. Uh, of course, the Detroit cast will talk about it as well. They're going to talk about you guys Jay, being here. Yeah. Weekdays, you. Sunday to Thursday. And uh, right now, go on DetroitCast.com. Yeah. And you can <laughs> see the eagle ca- Eagle's Nest. Uh, E's is the big E. I don't know if Jen knows about this. She Do you know came. this? Okay. No. So, you didn't see a guy so in the tent in the see, back. So this is radio there's for one studios. In the tent. Out of yeah, the there's back a guy in the tent. Yeah, there's in the tent. So Eric, um, <laughs> Eric who's... Uh, uh, part of the Detroit cast, who's owns the Mike owns the house. Okay. Um, actually, T Roy owns the house. <laughs> T Roy runs the house. So Mike's complicated here. There's a lot of moving parts. It's like a frat house, but the studio's going in over there. But anyways, so um, every year for the southern, southeastern, so um, South Oakland South shelter. Oakland shelter. So it's the homeless shelter. It's a it's a SOS. They um, raise money for the homeless in the area. South yeah. Oakland, you know. So the- this he's done it every year. He'll stay outside for a week, Eric. And uh, uh, they broadcast live. Our, our, yeah, PC Solutions, one of the sponsors of the Detroit cast. The guy comes and hooks up a broadband connection, wow. goes out to the tent, and he sleeps and lives out there. Wow. And, and as they raise money, and check this out, they're tracking 
to a total of eighty thousand dollars in the past two years. Wow, is he eating anything or? Yeah, he oh, yeah, eats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They let him shower yeah, and stuff. We, we, yeah. It's not <laughs> they feed that bad. Here's what I find to be fascinating: that okay. this is happening in Franklin, Michigan. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Franklin, Michigan, oh. you have money. Please donate to the guy who is in our backyard in a tent. You can yeah, do it. Perry's showing Jen. Wow, the, uh, that's happening right now. And then he's out. You know who he's out there yeah. with? This is yeah. really fascinating. So, he's so he out sits there. With there. Jerry yes. He sits and talks to the stream. San Francisco Jacks. How do I watch this? I'm going to start watching this. DetroitCast.com. Go to the Eagle's Nest. How long is he there for? How many more days? Till tomorrow. Till tomorrow. tomorrow. Okay. So this is his last night in the cold. I'm late to the game. I'm going to pop it in and say hi. You should. Yes. Go there. Yeah. Go on live. The, the chat room is awesome. People oh, are in there watching. And he's hoping you stop it. in. He, I heard yeah. him mention yeah. he was hoping yeah. you stop Hey, Jenny, can you say hi? Happy birthday to Sergey? Sergey Harin. С днем рождения. Yeah, there you go, Sergey. A little shout out for Sergey. Yeah, yeah Sergey was one of the first Russians to come over and play. He played uh, seven games in Quebec. Wow. Oh, yeah. He was one of the first. He played for the, the um, I don't believe it was the Red Army. It wasn't the top unit, the second unit. Um, Where is he now? He's here. He's been he's, 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 he's been here. With us. He's, he's lived in Michigan the last nice. 30 years. Yeah, 20 years. So, yeah, he's case with right the Now he has Banya. So uh, thank you guys so much for coming in and, and being on the show and sharing all this information. We, you know, we're right there with all the other people. We've been dying to know, you know what's going to happen. I've been rooting for you guys and waiting yeah, for the distribution. And uh, you know how I feel about it. I think it's going to be a classic. I, I, I'm st- you're hearing it right now. This will be a documentary classic. It'll be on the level of Super Size Me, guys, uh, Bigger, Stronger, Faster. I'm not saying thank it because yeah, I'm pretty damn good. And I appreciate it, Josh. <laughs> you know, like... I said, I, I, was, I always said, you know, I knew the Russian guys liked me, you know, and I, I knew they make me look good. So uh, to be part of it. But I'm just excited because because what it'll mean to everybody in its own way, no yeah. matter where you're from, I think the message is there. Um, yeah. And to be able to say it, I, I say from all the guys that, that I've seen it, uh, thank you. And I know that... Uh, that Igor, I talked to him and told him that I loved it. So yeah. whatever that, whatever that, I don't know if that means anything to him. But well, yeah. I talked to him the night before the premiere because I called him. I thought he might be there. He was down in uh, Florida and he was sick. This you was, had him uh, on the phone when we were driving this down was, there. Uh, yeah, this was yeah. Uh, last, at, April. Um, uh, last April. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, he's, call, call me after. Call me. Tell me what you yeah. think. Tell me what you think. Yeah, and I called awesome, him man. and I told, I, I told him, I said, well, number one, I said, Mac loved it. Yeah. And I said I thought it was awesome. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, it'll and, be uh, it'll be great. And all the hard work. And yeah. we appreciate you. You know, yeah, you you were a supporter with us since day one. Uh, uh, we'll we really truly appreciate you because I think some people said back, um, not in not in the hockey camp, but I think we got a lot of like. Oh, let's see. Is this going to be any good? We got a lot of yeah. that. Is this really going to turn out? Yeah. So, but you've been supportive of the project since day one, and we appreciate you guys having us on, and we're happy to share all of this news here first, actually. So yeah, we yeah, haven't shared it anywhere else yet. We're, so. yeah. we're honored to, to get it, and uh, like I said, any way we can help. Yeah, obviously keep us in, in the mind. future, let it, uh, you know. Um, you know, I'll we'll be there uh, to support. But any way we can. Uh, Help let everybody know where 
where to go. I mean, it. selfishly, I'd like to do a ticket giveaway, man. You're, the boss is here, so we, we yeah, for sure, we'd, yeah. We'd like to do something how, to, to how bring. How long people. is this going to be? In I'm a new, uh, I've got a, a, a listener wants to know how long. So what happens in the theater world? They book a week at a time. So okay. depending on how many shows sell, and okay. if they continue to sell out, we're going to continue to stay in those theaters. So Guys, as long as I you're going, it. we will be in it. Listen, let's see. Because, you know, I mean, maybe go once a week. Everybody goes once a week and takes a new friend. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I and love what Darren is saying. Once a week for a month. <laughs> and then that friend takes another new yeah. friend. Well, uh, Perry, if they take a friend and <laughs> then love a friend you sees it, you dumbass. <laughs> of course they're going to want to take one. Dude, of course. And the, yeah, <laughs> Right? And then, be, and then take somebody. Maybe take somebody you don't know. Maybe I think that's called Tinder. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, think of us. Keep something in mind. Yeah. Because um, no, we'd well, like to do like a hashtag, like share it and hashtag and uh, win two tickets to the, the premiere. You got or it. Some, you know, yeah, let's yeah. figure something out. We'll you know? figure it out. I'm going to yeah. figure it yeah. out. Yeah. Because exactly. we are reaching a lot of people. And because of uh, number 25 here, we're reaching people in the, the hockey towns across America. And yeah. we're starting to grow, man. We're, our numbers are starting to come in a little bit. So we're really happy people are sharing the show. So we'd like to Common be able to make an impact for you guys. Yeah, around the land. So the at the same time, people go see the movie, download the, my Grind Time with Darren McCarty yeah. podcast, and, you know, everybody, yep. everybody everybody's everyone. happy. Love it. What do you say, Mac? Well, I say that uh, I'm going to be in uh, Jackson tomorrow at the Night Light. Okay. Uh, Lexington at uh, Windjammers on Friday, and Saturday in Lincoln Park at Vito's Pizzeria. With your brand new wireless... Microphone. Oh my! I'm so excited, oh, oh, oh. dude. Number twenty-five, oh, unchained. I invested. Unchained. I invested. The handcuffs are off. Oh. I invested in uh, like seven hundred dollar, like. Oh, bro, your price. <laughs> this was way more than seven hundred dollars. Like a seven thousand dollar, like wow. seven million dollar <laughs> microphone. Uh, wireless Janet Jackson style, like. Like right here, just like a nice little through thing. every oh, rate, wow. like because I need my hands. Because right. like, you give me a microphone, and then I'm it. doing the so I can punch better now. And I can't wait to I see this. So once they once they get the sound, it's it's set. Yeah. So it won't be the. No, it's just. Uh, oh, it's going to always be yeah, in the same that, distance. Oh, wow, now his voice goes. I mean, he's got. <laughs> yeah, we know that's. He's what, got yeah. different range of voices. They got sound guy have to work with that. But no, once it's here, it, it'll be set. Yeah. He doesn't have to worry about so it. So you can oh, dance now too. Like yeah, you can dance. choreography. Yeah. yeah. There you go. You can actually liven it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can actually liven it up. So, uh, oh, uh, and by the way, let me uh, send a congratulations out to my buddy uh, Captain Sunset down in uh, Florida. His boy Denny Hamlin. Uh, Took home the Daytona 500 in an accident-filled, exciting Daytona 500 last weekend. My boy uh, Kyle Busch, again, the only one he hasn't won. Daytona 500 uh, came in second, but at least he finished the race this time. So look forward to NASCAR and golf this weekend. And uh, what do you got planned, Timmy? Uh, what do I got? A little bit of real estate, you know, showing some any, houses. Uh, riding and, with killers or anything? Any, uh, anything? Riding with killers is available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, yes, check Napster. Check it out. Yeah. 
That thank is you, thank so... you, Mac. Thank you. No, you bet, you yeah. bet. Uh, Perry, Mac, we got a. Who cares? We got Josh, no. We got a big, big alumni now. game. No, wait. We got. We do. Oh, you do. We, oh, got, you we got, got a big, big alumni game Saturday. So if you if you're not downriver, come on out to Commerce to, uh, on the Dunes, playing an outdoor game. It's for Ken Daniel's son's uh, oh, benefit huge, for his son. Yeah, for sure. We've got we've got uh, uh, literally every big name Red Wing is going to be there. Former Wing, uh, other than Darren, because he's got a show. But it's. Uh, it's it's for a great cause and uh, which day of the weekend? Perry? It's it's Saturday at five o'clock on the dunes on the dunes. Commerce. They have an outdoor rink, so it's going to be an outdoor game. Okay, and it's uh yeah, it's a it's a for a really good cause for Ken Daniels. Maybe you think of it, you can share something to the page or something. Yeah, or yeah, I'll find yeah. I'll find something. And uh, before I forget again, Jeff Crack at Crack's oh, catering. Uh, Shelby, thank you. For oh my the God, service. those ribs, the chicken. ribs, chicken tonight. Josh. Roasted <laughs> potatoes. Uh, the brownies are phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Salads. Such a delight. Salads. Uh, cracked thank catering. You. Thank, thank you. you guys are it's making Shelby me It's right up there, Jen. It's right up there. <laughs> Ride time with Darren McCarty. You like these shirts? The these new, are the, uh, I got the new threads. I got the new... Uh, these ones are, will be coming out very shortly. Stay tuned. Uh, I have two different things. As you can see, these are Mitten, uh, Mitten State. Um, be able to order. I also have uh, other things coming. I have girls, women's sweatshirts and, sh and uh, shirts with some glitter, grind time glitter on it. So yeah, we're really next making week, our uh... Uh, as we get the studio done, so everybody knows. Tim, how are we? Uh, what's the time frame? Do you think maybe next week we might be in there? There's a chance that we might. There be is a chance, it. folks. Right, yeah. Is it a Samsonite? Well, there's chance, a chance we might do the it... next show in there. Yeah, there's, there's, a good, there's a good chance. There's wow. a, Tim yeah. says there's a good chance. So Tim's good. See, Perry said good chance. That's like 20%. Tim's good chance is 70%. So that's if 90. you're a meteorologist, I don't know if Tim is. We'll find out next week, guys. But uh, <laughs> thanks for tuning in to Grind Time with Darren McCarty, Josh Real, uh, Jenny Fedorovich um, from the Russian Five. Thank you. Love yes. you guys. Thank for you. Perry Vellucci. For Tim Krakowski, I am Darren McCarty, and this is Grind Time, out.